0: All right, all right. I'm tired of this. Let's just let's just do this. I can't tell you how many times I've worked on the intro of this podcast over the last couple weeks. This one's a little bit difficult. I even had a prepared written statement and then I read it on one take and I was like, "No. No, that falls flat. That's not that's not what I'm looking for." So we got some listener feedback from episode Thirty-eight of the Conservative Hippie Podcast. That's the episode where I had Ren in studio, my friend Ren in studio, and we talked about uh, transgender rights, and uh, most importantly, and in particular, uh, transgender rights to serve in the military. And we got some feedback from the show, from uh, via email, from a nice listener, and they didn't like they didn't like the affl- in the the way they phrased it the inflammatory words um, that ren used and um, considered they considered it ignorant and if you take a step back and you and you listen to that particular show ren qualified a lot of what he was saying and I don't want to attack somebody who honestly gives feedback to my show because that's important. And we are open and willing to take criticism at the Conservative Hippie Podcast. It's a conversation. It's uh, connecting people. That's the whole intent of this show. But at some point, and I don't know when it was, I can't tell you a year, I can't tell you a generation. At some point, we've cast aside intent— intent of words for the words themselves. The interpretation of somebody has become more important than the intent of the person delivering the message. One of the most important things that Ren stated when he was talking about how he didn't want trans- transgender in the military is he specifically said that he is submersed himself in and identifies very much in the, quote-unquote, warrior culture of the military. This is one of the most important things the man's ever done from his perspective. He's, he's got a kinship and a brotherhood and a bond with his fellow soldiers, and that's where he's coming from. and we all have to kind of understand it's my mistake to bring him into a conversation that that really voters should be having right not considering people that are in that culture so he might be too close to the trees to see the forest and he even stated so much so sometimes i think and it's it's very important that we see the intent and we assume Our fellow man, our neighbors, are coming from a positive perspective. So often right now in our society, we're assuming people are hateful. We're assuming people are evil. When we should be assuming and looking for their perspective, their intent, where are they coming from? That's the way to solve an issue is to understand where everyone's coming from, try to find some common common ground, and solve the issue. I'm going to tell you another story about a, a lovely woman I, I know in my local area. Um, I like her a lot. I, I see her on a regular basis. Uh, I'm not going to say where she works, who she is, but let's just say she serves me on a regular basis. Um, I, I, I am the customer in the relationship. Well, I uh, saw in the parking lot... That there was a car and it and it had something in shaving cream. It was very crudely done, uh, much like you'd see uh, a, a kids going to a pep rally for a football game. Right? They write stuff on their back windshield. Well, well, she somebody had put on the back of this car and um, racism now, uh, something like that. I can't remember the exact words, but it was it was. Uh, I think it was even stronger than that. And I'm sorry, I can't remember the exact words. But the point is, is I go in and I engage in our, in our usual customer service relationship. And I kind of had an idea. I've got a little bit of psychic skills. I uh, determined that it was probably this lovely woman that had the, the writing on the back of her car. And I said to her, I said, what crackpot has that on the back of their car? and she says oh well that's my car and she was she was happy i mean I, when i say crackpot folks again intent it was delivered uh, m- it was delivered in a way that uh, wouldn't set somebody aback or on a defensive tone so she said oh that's my car and i said okay let me ask you a question let me ask you a question vicky give me one example of racism that you've seen In our little town, I don't know, a year, today, in a week, whatever period you want to tell me. And she says, Oh, well, just today I saw a Blue Lives Matter sticker, bumper sticker on a car. And I just, I kind of shook my head. I said, Okay, all right, thank you. Uh, It's a discussion for another time. And I, I pointed out that people with the Blue Lives Matter stickers may not have a racist intent. And let's think about that for a second, because I hate the Blue Lives Matter stickers. I'm actually a supporter of Black Lives Matter. Now, you can say whatever you want about the political road that that group has gone down, but over the last decade, two decades, shoot, maybe even more, we have a problem in our society, not with police brutality, but with police killing people. And oftentimes on the ends of those cameras, sometimes they're black people and sometimes they're unarmed black people that are killed by our police just in random traffic stops or just randomly showing up to a house. I I remember one video I watched where there was a black man lying face down on a back patio of his house, his house, arms spread. He barely made a motion and next thing you know, shots ring out and he's killed. Or you have the story of the, of the black man who had, I can't remember if it was Tourette's or he was autistic or something and he was having a little bit of a freak out and some police officer misinterpreted that and killed the unarmed autistic black man. So there's a message behind Black Lives Matter. Again, let's not worry about what political message has come out of it and all the offshoots and and you could we could talk about all the bad politics surrounding it at the core message our police need to stop killing unarmed people we need to find a better way for the police to deal with the public that doesn't result in unarmed people being killed i can't say murdered killed so in that respect i don't like blue lives matter stickers it's not a it's not a situation. You know, the other phrase that you hear is all lives matter. Yes, of course they do. But they're trying to po- point out uh, an injustice and they're trying to shine light on it. So blue lives matter stickers, I, I also agree, are ignorant. But are they racist? Are they racist? You could find racism from your perspective, but you know those people are just trying to support police officers who are out there doing hard work, heroes' work every day, and there are bad cops and there are good cops, but they deserve our support. They're public servants, right? And so this is their reaction to it, that uh, not just Black Lives Matter, blue lives matter also. It's a very dangerous job. They put their lives on the line to do that job. And just like humans, for the most part, they usually have good, positive, positive, Righteous intent. There are always bad and evil people mixed throughout any profession. So to say that a Blue Lives sticker is racist and point that out as some sort of racist symbol in society, to me, I think, is a little ignorant. And she needed to take a step back and look at the perspective and look at the intent. You can. I am not saying she's going to be friends with that person who has the Blue Lives Matter sticker on their car. I, I probably would have less less of a proclivity to be friendly to somebody like that. I'm not going to be mean, but I'm going to be like, "Oh, okay, Blue Lives Matter. All right, buddy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. Important sticker you got there on your car. Okay. But I'm not going to call them racist. I'm not going to make some blanket judgment on their character um, because th- they have that political message, and that's what it's kind of where I'm going with that is, is we've gotten the feedback, and and they didn't like that. Wren uh, didn't didn't want transgender in the military, and and darn it, I think you know I think transgender need to be allowed in the military. My my main point of it was that that the DoD is the largest employer on the planet. I don't need to rehash it. You can go back and listen to episode 38. But in general, we need to have a little bit more logic and perspective when we're dealing with each other, especially over hot-button issues. Try to see where somebody else is coming from. Before you react to what you perceive in your mind or what you've seen out in society, Right, so we're getting so hot, hopped up on on all the victim juice, all the anti-fascist uh, symbology, and and CNN saying everyone's racist. If you support Trump, you're racist. Well, I know I'm not a racist, and I support Trump. I think Trump's actually done a darn good job. I have so many critiques of Trump that we don't get to get out in this podcast because there's so many hyperbolic issues in our society that I think uh, rise to more of a level of commentary than uh, our debt that needs to be worked on. uh, All the supposed deals that we're working on, the foreign policy deals that we're working on, that haven't been made yet. Trump does not deserve credit for deals until they're done. A deal is not a deal until it's a done deal. Other than that, it's just talks. But he has done a lot of good things in terms of our economy. Uh, He does have deals made uh, with our neighbors um, that are important. And he's pulling out of a lot of things that were problematic globally. Doesn't make me a bad person. I'd like to talk with people about it. As long as we can talk in a way that we, we say where we come from, we say we have no ill intentions in our heart, And we can try to find some compromise. And sometimes you have to say, well, we'll just agree to disagree. All right. So let's try to do that more. Let's try to do that more instead of the quick knee-jerk reaction and labeling of our fellow Americans, our fellow neighbors. If we do that more, I think our country will be in a better spot. And we won't have to complain all the time. Because keep in mind, listen to this. You realize the left and the right both complain about the divisiveness of the other side we're in the middle and we're like guys can't we just can't we just come to the table and talk about these things folks all right on with the show maybe this is the intro i'll keep
1: mainstream media is dominated by the right and the left the majority in the middle are left without a voice You've reached the Conservative Hippie Podcast, a common sense look at life, the universe, and everything. Here's your host, Jay Fratt, the Conservative Hippie. All right, that's
0: me. Hello. I'm a little pissed off. I got my panties in a bunch. They're talking about banning vapes. Time of banning vapes. I am a 20-plus-year cigarette smoker, nicotine addict, I raise my hand. I haven't had a cigarette in well over a year, and probably only one one or two cigarettes in the last two years. All because of nicotine vapes. So let's get into this. Let's figure this out, because there is a ton of misinformation, misinformation even spread by our own own great president, President Trump. Let's have a little bit of lesson on what a vape is. First off, a vape isn't really a vape. A vaporizer is a dry herb vaporizer. Almost all of them, the way they work— is you put your dry herb, you grind it up, you put it in a chamber, a chamber heats up. It doesn't heat up the herb, but it heats up the air. When you breathe in, it, breath- it brings hot air past the dry herb and it steams, it vaporizes the water molecules that are on the dry herb. So what people don't know if we're gonna, let's just talk about cannabis, right? Cannabis is dry herb ground up in this vaporizer. All of the THC and the good things that you want are in those water molecules. So vaporization or the vaporization of the water molecules on the body of the herb that you've put in that chamber, now you breathe that in, you're only getting the good stuff of what you want. You're avoiding the carcinogenic process of burning. That's where the carcinogens come from, is the burning of that plant matter. And, the, and what you want is in those water molecules. Okay, so that's vaporization. Then these things came along, these nicotine vapes, and everybody called them vapes. And I, I remember the day where my, where my know-it-all 16-year-old says, you know, that's not a vapor, right? And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm blowing it out right now. And I sell these things, and I'm an expert. But of course, it took the son of a head shop owner to inform him. That's an aerosol, dad. Oh, what? Uh, no, no, it's a vapor. Clearly, it's a, call them vapes. No, dad, it's an aerosol. So these nicotine vapes, right? So they get the nicotine in mixed with VG, vegetable glycerin, PG, propylene glycol, which is inert, okay? They mix that in there and through a little uh, uh, electronic reaction that turns into an aerosol that you breathe in and you inhale the nicotine into your lungs. You get the nicotine that way. Instead of burning it, you're avoiding the carcinogens to inhale the nicotine through this vape device. Now, here's where things get tricky. They've always made these products, but only since legalization of cannabis in many states have they become popular. I'm talking about oil concentrates. So what they do there, through many different methods... But think about this. You can take the leaves, you can take the bud, you can press it down, and you can shoot through, whether it's with butane or whether you do it with other alcohol, whether you do it, there's many different methods, right? You can condense all of the essence of the herb into an oil concentrate. Some people would call it a shatter, so You can create a shatter, you can create oil concentrate. And this is what people refer to as dabs, okay? So then they made these vape products that weren't really vape products, just like the nicotine vapes aren't vape products, but these vape products, had these little coils in them. So let's think about a ceramic rod that heats up, oh excuse me, and it's got a titanium wrap around it. And electronically, you push a button, that elect that that titanium rod wrapped around that ceramic coil, excuse me, that titanium coil wrapped around that ceramic rod heats up and it burns that oil and you breathe it in. Okay, so you're 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 getting the cannabis through this oil concentrate thing about dabs is they're very potent. They are concentrates. So you're smoking your flour and you burn that and you breathe it in. Think about this. Think about a whole bag of that flour now condensed and concentrated into this one little little, uh, oily, sticky substance. Your concentrate. Okay. Then the technology got even better. They said, well, everybody's using these nicotine vapes. And and keep in mind, these are separate things. You can't put nicotine juice into your dab pen, okay? You can't do that. Just like you can't put a dab of, of oil concentrate, you can't put that into your nicotine pen and use it. They're two different things. Well, they said, well, dang, everybody's using these nicotine juice vapes. How can, how can we get this product, this cannabis product, into those things? Well, they had to thin it out. You see, these, these nicotine vapes use these coils, these cotton coils that soak up the juice, and then it's got all these little wires, these little mesh wires inside, and through the electronic process, which obviously I cannot explain because I am not a scientist. I just know about these products the oil the oil concentrate from cannabis is too thick it's not viscous enough to get soaked up in these in these coils these cotton coils so what they have to do they had to dilute it down well they were successful they said okay we can mix this we can dilute it down we can get it in these and now we've got these vapes which are still different than the nicotine juice mod vapes that you see where people are blowing big clouds you might see me in my car at the soccer field before I get out for an hour and a half and I'm I'm blowing plumes of vape in my uh in my car that's me getting my nicotine before I have to go out on this adventure with fellow parents and kids okay these these units now they use the same thing so they've got a battery and they've got a cartridge but now it's diluted down so they can They can use a kind of coil like the nicotine vapes use, push a button, breathe it in, works kind of like the same thing. And a lot of these dispensaries or recreational cannabis stores sell pre-filled cartridges. Okay. Now we've got a little lesson there on all the differences between vaporizers, vapes, dab pens, and all the works. Okay. There's a lot of different things. Now, people have been dying. So we've got 450 potential cases in the U.S. across 33 states of acute respiratory distress syndrome. It's a sudden illness that comes on with fluid buildup on the lungs that prevents oxygen from circulating in the bloodstream. Okay, very serious. People are dying from this. In almost all the cases, it is from people buying black market cannabis cartridges, those diluted down cannabis cartridges that they use with their vape pens. Okay, they are still working and testing and trying to find out the exact cause, but they believe there's vitamin E oil in these illegal vapes that's causing the problem. They're using the vitamin E, or at least the vitamin E is showing up Um, In the emulsification process, oh my God, emulsification process, what are you talking about? Well, remember, they have to dilute it down. You can't just take cannabis oil, throw it in a vape pen, and expect to vape it with a traditional coil, okay? You would need a dab pen, which is what we've always told people to use. You want to buy the wax, the shatter, the dabs, the oil, whatever you want to call it at the rec store, and put it in your own pen and burn it with those coils. That's the pure concentrates. The diluted kind are coming in those pre-packaged cartridges. It's very convenient. And if huh, if you know, if you know Americans, like I know Americans, and you know stoners, like I know stoners, they're going to go with convenience over quality every time. So, a food emulsifier, also called an emulgent, <laughs> yeah, lovely pronunciation on that one, is a surface active agent that acts as a border between two immiscible liquids, such as oil and water, allowing them to be blended into stable emulsions. Emulsifiers also reduce stickiness, control crystallization, and prevent separation. So, as you can see, when I say dilute it down, we're trying to get an oil, mix it with something that's more viscous, and that's how it's done. But somebody's doing it wrong. Somebody doesn't have quality control. Somebody is killing people. What I'm here to tell you, though, is that it's not nicotine vape juice. And everybody, if you any, I guarantee you, you can think about this and you say, think about the imagery on any news article or any television broadcast that talked about these deaths and about these issues. What did they show? What did they show? They showed nicotine vape mods. With the people blowing out the big clouds and they're vaping their nicotine, they would even say it. Oh, nicotine and cannabis. You know, I've never co- come across anyone who has nicotine and cannabis in their unit. I've never come across anybody. I, I've, I've, I've never heard of mixing nicotine, propylene glycol, vegetable glycerin, some other emulsifiers, and cannabis in a cartridge. I'm sure it's out there, but I've never heard of it. So they went from. They could have explained it very easily, these black market market cannabis vape products, right? But instead, they threw it on the vapes because they just didn't understand. That's why I'm explaining it to you, taking the time, because I'm a little bit pissy. Keep in mind that nicotine e-cigarettes have been on the market for a decade now. An estimated 35 million nicotine e-cigarette users worldwide. Estimated 14 million nicotine e-cigarette users in the United States. 14 million! Okay? 8 million people are killed each year from smoking cigarettes worldwide. This acute respiratory distress syndrome that's happened, we've seen 450 potential cases across the U.S. in 33 states all of a sudden this year. You tell me after 10 years and so many people using nicotine e-juice and e-cigarettes, why haven't we seen this before? Because it's not the nicotine e-juice, folks. When next time they say we need to ban vapes, we need to have a special tax on vapes, vapes are dangerous, they're killing people, say, no, I don't think that's it. I don't think that's it. We got 14, me- we got 14 million people on that juice. I think we'd see a higher rate of illness than that. And one of the big problems, as you can imagine, is some of, some of the people that have uh, fallen to the illness are young people. And they got to go home to their parents. And it's a lot easier to tell your parents, oh, I was just vaping on that jewel. I, I was just vaping on that, instead of admitting that you were smoking a THC product. So let's be very careful when we're talking about um, this respiratory illness syndrome that's killing people. It's a very serious issue. Let me just go one step further. Why aren't the newspaper articles and why aren't the television programs saying what it is that we think that they're from black market cannabis? Where are they coming from? I saw a story the other day that, uh, that two brothers were busted in Wisconsin, and they had a whole treasure trove, a little, a little lab, where they were making these black market cannabis vape cartridges. But I still don't think it's them. You know we've got a huge problem with fentanyl coming into this country, right? Where is it coming from? It's coming from China. Do you know how many advertisements I get in my email box every day wanting to sell me CBD vape cartridges from China? We've got a big quality control problem, and that's one of the positives of legaliz- legalizing cannabis across the United States. is At least then there'll be a regu- regu- regulatory body and we'd be able to fight the black market. But I'm sorry to say, in some states where we've legalized, there's kind of a blind eye to this black market and it still exists. Mostly because they're selling to young people and they're selling, still selling into states where it's illegal. I've been working on a story now for about a year where I'm tracking and following and trying to do the research on a story where Chinese nationals have been busted for grow operations, not just in Washington, not just in Oregon, not just in California, also in Colorado. Chinese nationals with huge grow operations, a network of them. Why isn't that making national news? I don't know. Where are these black market killer cannabis cartridges coming from. I don't know. We're not going to find out as long as everyone keeps pointing the finger at e-juice cigarettes and vapes. All right? All right, there. I've had my, my I've said my piece. I hope that educates you a little bit. Hope that explains a little bit. Feel free to give me some feedback. Let's get on with some fun stuff.
2: And now, a theatrical reading from Jeffrey Epstein's Little Black Book.
3: Shame, Shame, Shame,
2: Jimmy Buffett,
3: Shame, Shame, Shame,
2: Peter Soros, Shame,
3: Shame, Shame, Shame.
2: Naomi Campbell,
3: Shame, Shame. Shame
2: Mark Getty
3: Shame Shame Shame
2: David Blaine
3: Shame Shame Shame
2: Chris Tucker
3: Shame Shame Shame
2: Senator Ted Kennedy
3: Shame, Shame,
2: Shame, Kevin Spacey,
3: Shame, Shame, Shame,
2: Courtney Love,
3: Shame, 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 Shame.
2: Senator George Mitchell,
3: Shame, Shame. Shame.
2: Alec Baldwin.
3: Shame. Shame. Shame.
2: Mick Jagger.
3: Shame. 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 Shame.
0: You found me. Thanks for finding me, The Conservative Hippie Podcast. The goal of the show is to be interactive, so if you have a complaint, some feedback, an idea, or just want to give me a shout-out, you can reach me at theconservativehippiepodcast at gmail.com. Hashtag, that's a mouthful. You can also reach me at tw- on Twitter, at jfrat. The goal is to make this podcast interactive with you and grow this thing together. I do have an action item for you to do right now. Right now, I want you to share this podcast, whether you're on iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever you're at. Share it with a friend. Share it with an enemy. Help spread the word. All right, back to the show.
1: Let's be friends. We're all on this cosmic spaceship together. Subscribe and share the conservative hippie podcast. Visit our sponsors, smokinjays.com, Everything for your and lifestyle. StonerHoroscopes.com. Adora Zen dishes cosmic vibes for the stoner at heart.
3: KickFromTheSpot.com. Soccer is American.